Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Black True Crime in Real Time, where we take a look at crimes, mostly murders, committed by Black offenders in real time, or most recently. I'm just going to get right into it, but before I do, I've missed you guys. It's been a minute. I've been slacking, and it will come to an end soon, I promise. So let's dive in. Oh, and happy belated Thanksgiving. Case 1. At 11.15 a.m. on November 23, 2019, Ruth George, a 19-year-old sophomore at the University of Illinois at Chicago, was reported missing by her mother and sister. They hadn't heard from her since the night before, which was not normal behavior for this responsible college student. The campus police tracked her down by using her phone's location to a parking garage near the school's library. And when the police and members of her family arrived to the scene, they found Ruth unresponsive in the backseat of her family's car. When paramedics arrived, they pronounced her dead at the scene. Ruth was an honor student studying, oh Lord, kinesthesiology with hopes of following her mother and sister into the healthcare profession. She had plans of becoming a physical therapist because she, quote, wanted to heal people. So beautiful. Known as Ruthie to her friends, she was particularly known for her smile and sense of humor. So as the campus police started to investigate, one of their first moves was retrieving any video footage that may have been recording that area at the time. And they found something. Footage of a man a man walking behind Ruth at around 1.34 a.m. on Saturday. According to police, a minute later, she entered the garage on foot, followed by the man, and about a half hour later, the man just left. Police then reviewed video footage from the Chicago Transit Authority and the Chicago police cameras to determine if his travel arrangements would lead to his capture. They decided to stake out the train station and on Sunday happened upon an individual that matched they the description the suspect of the who is identified as Donald Thurman, a 26-year-old man that has no connection to the college campus or Ruth George. He was, however, familiar with the justice system because he was convicted of armed robbery in 2016. He was sentenced to six years in prison but was released on parole in December 2018 after only two years. According to the medical examiner's office, Ruth's cause of death was strangulation, and her attacker also sexually assaulted her. By 3.20 p.m. on Sunday, November 24th, Donald Thurman would make a full confession to campus police. According to court documents and his confession, Ruth George was walking past a subway stop when Donald Thurman noticed her. He thought she was pretty and tried talking to her, but she ignored him. Thurman followed Ruth to her car and tried to talk to her again, and she again ignored him, which made him super, super angry. The defendant came up behind the victim, grabbed her around the neck from behind, and put her into a chokehold. With his arms still wrapped around the victim's neck, the defendant dragged the victim from the ground, and he opened her backseat car door. He then sexually assaulted her and left her to die. A judge ordered the suspect be held without bail. And on that Sunday, students at the university gathered to mourn the loss of such a bright and beautiful person. The chancellor at UIC, Michael Amaritis, 
released the following statement on behalf of the school. Quote, it is very difficult to find the words that can express the sadness our entire community experiences today following the news of the tragic death of 19-year-old undergraduate student. We offer our sincere condolences to the student's family and friends, and I know that all of us have them in our hearts as they struggle so with sad, this you guys. devastating loss. The fact that this creeper, Donald, of course he's named Donald, the fact that Donald killed her because she wasn't interested in his advances is just so disgusting and just so indicative of like the fucking patriarchy shout out to wine and crime but yeah my condolences my prayers um go out to her family she was so beautiful and young and bright and just case too. taken from us too soon around 5 30 p.m on tuesday november 19th numerous police units responded to a possible shooting in the residential neighborhood of warren about 20 miles northeast of detroit Witnesses heard people yelling and asking each other if they'd been shot. They also saw a white van driving away, and when police arrived, they found that van about a mile and a half away. The driver, 18-year-old Kevin Dixon, was driving erratically, swerving and whatnot, so the police pulled him over. When police approached the vehicle, they found 20-year-old India Mackey unresponsive and bleeding in the passenger seat. Police checked her pulse, and with no signs of life, India was pronounced dead shortly after. India had just celebrated her birthday the day before her murder, and was described as the apple of her father's eye. She was a really hard worker, and according to her father, he warned her not to mess around with Kevin, and that he could be a dangerous man, but being an adult, India chose the other route. According to her social media, Kevin doted on her at one point. And she was in love with him. In fact, in October of this year, she posted that she was in love with her boyfriend and planned on marrying him. His family loved her and even made her feel like a part of their family as well, which just makes all of this so much worse. They soon, they soon moved in together and the relationship started to deteriorate pretty quickly. She had to work a lot to support both of them and she felt like he really only wanted to play his video games. And other women even started to disrespect her on social media and disrespect their relationship. And not surprising to me at all, he did nothing to stop it. But despite all of their issues, she still felt like the relationship could work. When in reality, it was just showing Kevin that he could treat her any type of way and she would always come Police back. detained Kevin Dixon, who would go on to tell them that India shot herself. Investigators found multiple drops of blood in the driveway of the home where the shooting allegedly occurred. So while being transported to the police station, as in like while in the backseat of a police car, Dixon was allegedly making phone calls from India's phone, from his dead girlfriend's cell phone. And when police realized this, they confiscated her phone and would later find evidence of Kevin's guilt. And I'm trying to say that in a very careful way, but I'm just going to tell you basically anyway. There was a video on India's phone of Kevin wiping off multiple bullets with the rag in an attempt to rid them of his fingerprints. Later on in the video, or as the video goes on, he begins to taunt India and threaten her while he's loading 
these bullets into a gun. He's talking about how they're hollow clips and how they're going to bust right through her. Basically, I'm just going to play the recording for you guys so you can hear. Um, because minutes after she stopped the video, police also found that Dixon placed a call to the victim's mother shortly before police arrived on the scene. According to India's mother, um, Kevin called her on FaceTime screaming, Ma, she's dead over and over and India's mom just hung up. He called another one of India's friends and told them that she shot herself while playing with the gun. He also insisted that he tried to stop her but she wouldn't listen. And lastly, he called his mother and begged her to retrieve the murder weapon that he apparently left in their driveway underneath a coat. Evidence and witness statements would later pr- prove that she did in fact pick up the murder weapon and it has yet to be found. According to Dixon and the evidence, Kevin and India got into an argument on Tuesday, November 19th in the driveway of Kevin's home. During the argument, India started to record Kevin on her phone and shortly after ending the video, Kevin shot her on the right side of her body. He then pushed her body, like got out of the car, well, got out of the car and pulled her body into the passenger seat and then drove the van to East Point with India still in the passenger seat. And East Point was like not a far drive because that's where the police picked him up. This is also not his first run-in with the law. He had a bench warrant out for him for failing to pay a traffic violation. And And earlier this year, he actually had a domestic abuse case on him, but that was later dropped. Um, It's unknown if the victim in that case was India Mackey as well. Kevin Dixon was arrested for first-degree murder, carrying a concealed weapon and other felony gun charges, and at his arraignment on November 21st, his 42-year-old mother, Nikita Dixon, would also be arrested right there in court for charges of evidence tampering and accessory after the fact in connection to India's death. Kevin was denied bail, and his mother's bail was set at $100,000. This video is being taken by a woman who's going to be killed in moments. It's unbelievable to me, said Smith, who was um, the prosecutor in the case. Quote, the last thing her family has of her is the video where she is pointing the camera at the man who's going to kill her. So uh, that just makes me sick. Could you imagine just like sitting there acting all calm, cool, and collected? Your birthday was the day before. You're with your man. Yeah, he's a little crazy, but you know, he's your man. And then he starts cleaning off bullets. And then the next second, your life is just gone. Cases like these make my skin crawl because it just kind of makes you feel like you can't trust anyone. And even how she said she felt like her, she felt like Kevin's family like made her feel a part of the family when his own mother, one of the people that made her feel welcome, was totally cool, hiding the gun, hiding the murder weapon. It's just really disgusting. If you want to see pictures associated with this case, visit our Instagram. So before we move on to the last case for this episode, I want to talk about one of our sponsors. Sedacious Eye is a woman's accessory site that's basically like none of the other ones out there, and I'm obsessed with it. If you or anyone you know have 
has a thing for unique and eccentric accessories, then you will love this site. Selections range from belts, earrings, totes and bags, my favorite, necklaces, and even foot jewelry. Use our code BLACKTC to get 25% off your first order. And they're actually also having Cyber Monday sales where you can get up to 50% off of things on the site. So yeah, go crazy. (laughs) Um, Visit sedaciouseye.com. That's sedacious, S-E-D-A-C-E-O-U-S-I-E-Y-E.com. Use our code BLACKTC and get the woman in your life something nice or just get yourself something nice because that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Okay, now back to that. At around 9.37 p.m. on Thanksgiving night, police and paramedics responded to a 911 call about gunshots near the 3300 block of Krupa Court in Charlotte, North Carolina. When they reached the scene, they found 30-year-old Shantae Alexander bleeding from a gunshot wound. She was rushed to the hospital where she would be pronounced dead shortly after arrival. Police detained and arrested their suspect right away for murder and possession of a stolen firearm. Their suspect is 57-year-old Elvira Elizabeth Alexander, the victim's own mother. Because the murder just happened two days ago (laughs) from the time of this episode's release, not much is known about what led to the shooting. But stay stay tuned for updates to these cases on our Patreon. They will be available super, super soon. So I know that was a super short case, you guys, but I had to cover it in honor of Thanksgiving being just this past week. Um, Can you imagine a mother? Like, I feel like I know what happened. I feel like they were arguing over, like, who made the best mac and cheese. That's not funny. That's, like, a serious thing. Because some people take things like that very, very serious. But rest in peace, Miss Shantae. That really sucks that your mother took your life on Thanksgiving. Just wild. To see pictures associated with this case, visit our Instagram. Well, that's all I have for you guys Crime. today. Um, thank you so much for sticking with me throughout my hiatus that I took because I was going through a lot of shit. Um, I will be back on schedule this week with episodes coming out, so stay tuned. If you are interested in commenting on or adding more information regarding these cases that I've covered today, you guys can check us out on our Instagram at Black True Crime Podcast and comment a little something there. And if you want to know more about Sedacious Eye, you can also check out our Instagram. We'll be putting up a post regarding their sale and our code that you guys can use. Until next time, this has been Black True Crime in real time, and I hope you guys have a great day.